Celebrating five years on YouTube, this is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is January 7th. 2020 and oh my goodness what an interesting game we will discuss on this one sharks lose three to two to the blues uh and welcome to this edition of teal town after dark we are your live and interactive sharks post game show back on youtube thank you very much so if you want to be part of the show here's how you do it you can join uh, with us and fellow Sharks fans in the YouTube chat on the page or the app. And of course, follow the social here on Teal Town USA, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, our Discord channel. And of course, find more Sharks content at tealtownusa.com. With that, hello everyone. I am joined by the angry Canadian robot, Ian Reed. I'm the sad Canadian robot. Sad Canadian robot. I'm all out of anger. <laughs> and join, joining in, not to rub it in tonight, but uh, our wonderful friend from uh, the great podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio, he is Mr. Kurt Price. I would never rub anything in. Thank you for having me on the show, guys. It's always fun. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, of course. We appreciate uh, you and Jeff and Bill um, and in all of our uh, relationship going back years. So I uh, appreciate it immensely. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, everybody enjoy uh, Chris saying live on YouTube. Yes, that is it. Your eyes are not confusing you. We are back on the YouTube channel. So we appreciate you uh, sitting through our, we'll call it experiment on, on Periscope. Um, and Phantom 044 says, I need a hug. I think we all need a hug. Uh, and uh, not to get it out of the way, James Abel, what's really damaging about this year is the Sharks are going to finish bottom five teams and not get a pick, and that hurts the most. Yes. But that person that you gave up the top five pick for um, did something tonight, right? Silver lining, folks. Come on now. Uh, let's get at it. The first period, nothing really much of note per se, but... Uh, Unfortunately, Vlasic uh, loses his chance at the Lady Bing. He takes a holding yeah. call. Uh, otherwise, a uh, you know a, f a fairly uh, quiet first period, despite the um, the the Blues out chancing um, ten five Ian. Yeah, um, I mean they didn't. I, I didn't think they got off to a a fantastic start they kind of held their own and held their head above water and i think i'm I, I really like i think i don't really believe in like jinxes and everything else but man curse i don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah right <laughs> kevin curse like he tweeted like i think the other day just like oh plastic has no penalty minutes and then like no penalty minutes and the other night where he you know when when things went super sideways and he had tweeted out well you know basically this is the sharks record now blah 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 blah, blah. and obviously that went sideways um yeah kevin curse just stop tweeting <laughs> i love you buddy but stop tweeting um kurt as i come to you for after the first period mls fan 20 nolan good evening to you sir uh gotta hand it to the blues they have no signs of a cup hangover whatsoever 
Yeah, no, that's that's kind of been the talk of the town a little bit. Uh, we've had a couple of uh, uh, three-game winless streaks, which we just came off of uh, before tonight. Um, but other than that, uh, they've been pretty good. Uh, a couple of issues here and there with injuries, but uh, um, but they've seemed to overcome those next man up kind of a thing. Uh, but no, I couldn't be couldn't be happier with the performance uh, with the Blues. Uh, uh, so I mean, leading the Western Conference is what's not to be happy about. Right, and despite losing three in a row. Uh, and if I remember correctly, Craig Berube had called, had challenged the players a little bit more, especially after a th- uh, uh, a three game losing streak. They uh, they definitely sh- show their th- their uh, talent, and uh, I didn't know it was the one year anniversary of Bennington's call up. So uh, yep, yeah. yeah, they've been they've been uh, kind of touting that for the past couple weeks. It's coming up, it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the storyline in St. Louis, you, they cannot talk enough about how uh, oh this is the Blues were at this point in the standings last year, sure. and look where they are this year. So it's a a big comparison thing, and and how far they've come uh, since the first half of last season. Yeah, and and it's a huge testament to Barubi and his staff and the players. And like Patrick Tyler is saying, remember this. Blues team is without Tarasenko. It is really amazing where they are without him. Uh, what is the status on Tarasenko? Is he completely done for the year, or is there a chance if you guys go deep that uh, he could join you, like in the conference final or something? He's. Uh, they haven't really updated his status uh, recently, but uh, from last we all heard, uh, he sh- is due to be reevaluated uh, about at the end of the season. So. Uh, reevaluate. You know, it's always a, a gray area when someone's reevaluated. You never know exactly when he's going to come back. It's kind of they leave it open ended. So uh, it, it, I mean, he could come back in the first round. I at the time uh, when I did the math, uh, it was it was I optimistic. Uh, I'd be happy if he was back in the second round. That was that was my take, my personal take, yeah. based on what they were saying as far as him being reevaluated, like right at the end of the season, right when the playoffs were starting. Gotcha. Uh, William Vogel uh, voicing a lot of displeasure of many Sharks fans tonight. All right, this team is made of glass. They give up a goal on Washington to make it 4-3. They sag their heads like it's over. They lose the game. Now tonight they can't handle a shred of adversity. I I remember uh, them having adversity last year uh, in Game 7 versus Vegas. Yeah, we're going to stop that. Stop that. Uh, second period, uh, you know, I, door, you know, LeBanc gets a stone by Bennington three minutes in. Uh, I noticed Meyer passes on a shot that, and drop passes for Kane that leads to a turnover, which eventually leads to Bozak getting his ninth of the season from Steen and Shen in about 539 to make it one nothing. Uh, then Barbashev, uh, who had only one point in his last nine games, uh, gets on the board with his sixth of the season at 6.59. Um, Kurt, that's, of course, two goals in a minute 20. And uh, have the Blues been this quick fire uh, shooting uh, throughout the year, or is this just some puck luck? Uh, I mean, we've seen a number of times they've been bang-bang uh, uh, with goals. Um but uh, I, I just think it's one of those things you see from time to time. But a team just uh, – I always personally – I always uh, love it when my team scores a goal while they're announcing the goal that was just scored <laughs> against them still. Um, so it's always kind of uh, interesting when they uh, more or less score when they're still celebrating the previous goal. Uh, it's kind of like a compounding celebration in the fan and in, in, in the arena. Right. So it's just kind of – it's pretty cool. I mean, I wouldn't say that the Blues make a habit of this kind of thing, but uh, 
you know, I, I with the success they've had, they've they've probably done it more so than a lot of teams have. I I think like when looking at those those goals and even and even the goal that got called back on the offside, I think like something that I noticed the Blues do really well is they transition into the offensive zone really really well. Um, yep. and that was a big part of what those with those goals is just how quickly they were able to transition those plays and like you know and just and, and simple misplays too. I mean they weren't like. They weren't super, I don't think they were super egregious errors per se, but they were because of the speed that the Blues come back at you the other direction. You know, that's uh, that was a big key for, for them this game. And it's kind of something I've noticed uh, watching them just in other games I've watched them this year. Yeah, well, the transition game, uh, that's that's a, a huge part of the Blues' success. Uh, that and playing a heavy style. Um, they, uh, they just, the, the players, uh, are all on the same page typically, uh, most nights. So, uh, you see the, the, uh, the nice crisp passing within, uh, a short area, like a, you know, stick handling in a phone booth kind of a thing. And, uh, bing, bang, boom passes around a couple of players and out of the zone. Um, that's, uh, that's kind of been uh, the MO for them for the past little while. So, uh, that, and like this other heavy style, they're constantly pressuring you, mm-hmm. um, in, in the zone. So, uh, you know, constantly, uh, you know, body stiff on puck, uh, man on body, uh, kind of a thing, you know, pressuring the guy constantly. It's, it's, it's kind of uh, their, their style. So they've, and that's meant, and then they've and it's worked for them. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so two, nothing blues after two periods of play, uh, but of course, it was right after the Blues scored their second goal that uh, Logan Couture uh, goes awkwardly into the boards, uh, and favoring his left knee. Uh, Ian, I know you're not a doctor, nor do you play one on YouTube, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, not a pretty sight to see for a guy who's no, going to go back uh, in two weeks to St. Louis for the All Star game. I would, I would uh, think that that's probably not happening, and Tomas Hurdle's probably going to take his place because I just that the way that looked and the way Couture reacted after, um, I, I just I I'm prepared for the worst on that, honestly. Reaching under his uh, under his shin guard uh, to to you don't I the, the the Blues commentators they thought that he they thought at the time that he thought he may have been cut. He was reaching mm-hmm. under trying to feel for a cut, but that wasn't the case. It, it, the skate didn't come close to that. But it was yeah. weird to see him reach under the, the shin guard. You don't really right. see players do that too much. That was interesting to me. That it's like I'm a weird kind of injury, almost like a, oh my gosh, is my kneecap in the same in place it's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much what I'm thinking too. Like it's probably checking for his knee, like checking the kneecap area, because I can't. Why else would you go underneath right. if you're, unless you're looking for something um, specific like that? And that's just, I mean, that's. It sucks. I mean, that's there's no I, there's no sugarcoating. I mean, that that's a terrible, terrible thing to happen to Couture. It's and it sucks because it's it's really a nothing play. Like yeah. it's a could it could that have been an interference penalty? Sure. Does a two minute minor make me feel any better about mm-hmm. this? Not really. <laughs> like nope. <laughs> nope. like it's just it's such a nothing play that just goes badly and you know i I, it's hockey i know i got a lot of fights on twitter about this tonight but it's one of those things where it's like what do you what do you you know it's like well if the league clamped down more than less of these things would happen like it's this type of play here is just such a it's such a like i said it's such a nothing play there's nothing malicious here it's you know it's a defensive zone it's a defensive zone two minute minor teams 
guys are going to do that. Guys are going to do that because if they sometimes in the defensive zone, if you don't take a penalty, well, guess what? You're not trying hard enough. You get your butt stapled to the bench. It's hockey. I don't know. It sucks. It, it, I mean, it, it's guys going to the boards. And yep. Guys guys crashing on the boards all the time and two guys fighting for the puck. They go on the boards. Uh, knees, legs, shins, shoulders, uh, you know, hips, they go into the boards and every once in a while it just... Somebody gets hurt. It's, it happens. I mean, we saw it with Barkostrom years ago. Uh, different type of injury, but, you know, same collision into the boards. Uh, this just coming in from Kevin Kurz from The Athletic. Couture is in a walking boot. Bugner says they did uh, x-rays and, quote, I believe they are negative. Still have to reassess him again tomorrow. Sounds like there's some uncertainty here. Uh, of course, this team is finished with their five-game road trip. They will head back to San Jose uh, probably tonight, if not tomorrow, uh, and get reevaluated there um, to see. I mean, uh, this this is a huge blow to the Sharks if this is a long-term injury. Uh, consider, sure. Considering that this team has struggled offensively uh, to get anything going, uh, we we won't we won't guess, and unless we hear something else from coming from uh, the the dressing room, uh, we'll. We'll make sure we hear from it or get that to you. But if we hear anything else, we'll share that. But we won't speculate as to how serious this could be. But, you know, uh, it's a knee injury. I mean, Chris, myself, I mean, and a lot of you have dealt with knee injuries. And those are always scary to think about. Yeah, so, super. So. And also in the chat, yes, I would never be caught dead wearing a Red Wings hat. Give me a break. <laughs> You'd have to kill me and put it on my lifeless corpse. No, he's wearing a Stu Greyhounds cap, which I'm kind of jealous over. Because it was just the closest. It was the closest hat I could find. That, my hair's a disaster. That. See, not nothing to it. Uh, if you, if you're just joining us, welcome to Teal Town After Dark. Yes, we are back on YouTube. We appreciate you immensely. So do us yourself a favor, hit that subscribe button down below. We are uh, on the road to 2,000 now officially. We are at 1,900 subscribers. Uh, we appreciate you guys immensely. We're also on the road to 5,000 Twitter followers. So follow Ooh. us on the Twitter machine right now. Uh, we appreciate it uh, immensely here. So moving onward to the third period, uh, Shen takes a hooking call early in the period. The Sharks get a, a power play goal from Timo Meyer, from Eric Carlson and Barkley Goodrow at 214. You get the... So you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> you know, uh, and of course, four power play goals and eight chances for the Sharks in 2020. Ian, I mean, yay, they finally broke out of their, their stretch and they've changed up the power play. Thank goodness. Yeah, I mean, look, at when a new coach takes over, obviously certain things are going to take time for things to implement differently. And we, we have seen different looks on the power play. We've now we've seen them kind of revert to what they know when they get a little frustrated. I think you kind of see them revert to what they know, but um, yeah, I, you know, uh, this is one of those things where one, it couldn't get much worse. And two, you know, you, you like to think that, you know, maybe this, this is a part of, you know, the new plan for the power play. Cause I, I do see, think you've seen some different looks from them recently. Um, so, I mean, it's it's good. I mean, I'll look at it. The, the Sharks need to manufacture offense any way they can because it's not coming easy for them. So the fact that they are starting to execute on the power play is obviously a plus for sure. Yeah. Uh, that makes it 2-1. Uh, and 
Well, like many championship teams, they find a way to be resilient. And David Perron gets his 18th of the season from O'Reilly. Less than two minutes uh, later, uh, how big of a pickup was Perron last year? It's 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 funny because uh, he was uh, he was signed before the O'Reilly trade was made. Uh, the same day, but earlier in the day, and uh, that was because it was the first day of free agency, and I was like, okay, and uh, so okay, Perron, and then we were like, is this gonna be it? Is this our big splash? Because we were supposed to be getting a big splash, and and no offense against David Perron at the time, <laughs> this was not a this was he, he was a good depth guy, but he was not a big splash, and because uh, it was him and Bozak, I'm like, oh, him and Bozak, is that is what we're gonna do? Um, but but no, Perron's been. Fantastic, and I, I always loved per, uh, certain aspects of Perron's game. He's always been a uh, fantastic stick handler. Had a really good wrist shot. Um, he was feisty, uh, which is one of those things around the net, especially where it's he's one of those players where a lot of teams hate him uh, when you play against him. But if he's on your team, you love him. He kind of falls into that category quite often. Uh, had an issue for a long time with offensive zone penalties, um, and uh, Shen, the penalty that the, with a Sharks scored tonight was a offensive zone bad penalty by Shani behind uh, Burns and just hooked him from behind in the gloves and just uh, absolute penalty and just a dumb play by Shen to be honest. Um, and that was Perron esque like that Perron used yeah. to do stuff like that. So uh, no, Perron's been fantastic and uh, he's uh, one of the guys up for uh, last men in in the uh, All Star game coming up. So uh, uh, there's a push to try and get him in from St. Louis fans because he leads the team in points and goals. Um, and I think he's the leading point in the central division as far as, uh, people that are not in the all-star game yet. So, wow. uh, who, who do you yeah. have going so far? Uh, O'Reilly, uh, uh, Bennington and Petrangelo. So you're going for so, four. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a lot because especially it's three on three, I get it. But, um, you know, I mean, Perron's up for it. So it's, blues fans are going to vote for him. So, oh, yeah, and he's for sure. you know, it, leading him in points. So it's hard to argue. Absolutely. Uh, we're getting some quotes in from uh, Coach Bugner uh, saying the second period lapse was the difference. Good special teams we pushed, but we couldn't find the goal we needed. Um, uh, and Ian, I'll, come, I'll bounce this off of you. Our game is much better at the end of the trip than it was at the beginning, and that's a big takeaway. Uh, they do finish 2-2-1 two, two, and one on the road trip, gaining five out of possible ten points. Uh, I mean, take the solace in the uh, fact that you uh, – you, it's not good enough. Like it's it's better. Look, I mean, look. If you're obviously, you need to find silver linings. You need to find things you can build off of. I mean, obviously, no one wants to hear Bob Bugner just come and say everything sucks and the season's over and whatever, right? Like, I mean, it, yeah. Is there things that you can take away that are positive? The problem is, is you kind of don't have any room for moral victories at this point. You're all moral victoried out. And that's and that's the problem, you know. And William Vogel even says that, you know, agree, this team isn't in the right direction, but I can't help feeling different. It isn't, isn't it a little too late and do moral victories count for now if, if we don't have a first pick? Am I wrong? And, and I think, you I know. mean, that's the, that's the problem, right? Like, it, look, I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be complete, like sourpuss here. I mean, it's look, yeah, I mean, yes. If you look at it from like a game to game. I, I definitely like the way this team looked at the end of the trip more than I liked them at the beginning of the trip. That's for <laughs> sure. But, um, but it, you know, it's, it's a little late for moral victories. Uh, you can't, you know, the sharks can lose 
I, you know, I, I always make up this nebulous number. I think someone told me they could, they could lose 10 more games. So let's say they can lose nine more games now with the way that the rate, the sharks are losing games. That's going to happen really, really quick. Yeah. Whether what they've lost, I'm looking at the standings now. They've lost uh, 19, 22, and four. Yeah. Uh, so over just over halfway. Um, so yeah, I mean, so that that's the that's the math. Losing about nine more, and then you can make the playoffs. So that's the way it pans out. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that. I mean, it's a that's okay. I mean, that's a you get. I mean, I I I I want to say that's a that's a really tough road to haul, but uh, you know, the Blues did what they did last year, so. Yeah, it's just the problem is, is like you're, but the, I, I guess I, you know, and maybe, and if you're looking for a bright side, I mean, that's it. I just, I just don't think that the improvements have been marked. Like, they're not marked enough, and you're not, you're still, you know, again, moral victories are great. We played better, you know, we got better goaltending, but a loss is a loss at this point. Yeah. And uh, can more quotes from EK65. Injuries are something every team has to go through, no matter the standings. We have to find a way in the group to figure all that out if Logan can't come back and play just the way it is. Uh, you know, uh, impact of Tyra saying improving, but too late, maybe. But, you know, it, that's the thing. Uh, Chris mentioning going 500 on a brutal road trip like this is a big step in the right direction uh, because they were so far in the wrong one. Sure. Uh, it just the problem is, and again, I'm not trying to be a sourpuss, but the problem is, is, is like you, these you got to make big steps in the right direction. Now your steps have got to become leaps and bounds, yep. because little steps aren't going to cut it anymore. Uh, Goodrow takes a penalty. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get back. Uh, Kairu, uh gets a goal, pretty goal by the way, to make a four win. But they challenge the Sharks challenge, and one of the rare times in the regular season, <laughs> the challenge actually is reversed i wanted to say on this too i did not even celebrate this goal because i knew it was offside i swear to god i saw him come in the zone i'm like that's offside and then they score i'm like son of a bitch that's offside yeah, yeah. I, I i i kind of glanced at it i think i was i was deep in twitter fighting by this point um and i was just kind of like even if that is an offside like how do you give up so much of the middle of the ice but again you know that that st louis transition just bang bang it's 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 something to watch like it's it's something that the sharks used to be really good at uh, and they're not anymore unfortunately but st louis they've got that transition down and uh they will kill you on it as we saw tonight multiple occasions right uh, so goodrow takes a penalty uh with about four minutes to go the sharks get a shorthanded goal and probably I don't know what it is in St. Louis that they like to put pucks in the in their own net. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been two and twenty years, but you know, <laughs> well, you're joking between the Bergman throwing it past Turek. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, I don't know. Um, that's uh, that's one of those uh, like I was saying before uh, that that uh, that seemed like a Jake Allen type of thing where the just a goofy goofy goal that goes in on him. Um, Shorthanded, uh, you know what? The, the shorthanded goals are something that's one thing. I did. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I want to say the Blues have given up more shorthanded goals than most teams the past couple seasons. It's been an issue, I think. Interesting. Yeah, the Sharks yeah. get their sixth shorthanded goal of the season. Uh, they credit Eric Carlson with the goal. So Carlson with the two point night, he gets on the scoreboard for both Sharks goals. The Sharks can really muster anything uh, offensively when they pulled Dell. Whenever they could pull Dell. Can I 
can I can I say something? Like Absolutely. you're you're at a minute left, and both Eric Carlson and Brent Burns, these guys have been in the league a long time. There's a minute's left. You're down by a goal, and they stop to bitch at the ref. I was gonna say something about that because the the puck was it hit someone on the Blues bench. Okay. Right. I'm pretty sure that's what they were complaining about because the puck was dumped in, and I think it hit someone on the Blues bench or the Sharks bench, whichever bench that was. Um, and they, yeah, they both stopped playing. They both had their hands in the air, and I was like, "What's going on?" The play didn't stop, and they, they really held their hands in the air for quite a while. I'm like, "Well, it, it was embarrassing. <laughs> like it was, it was yeah. really angry. Like in that situation, like, and I understand. Like, look at okay, maybe you know, maybe again, maybe the puck did hit someone, and maybe the play should have been blown dead. But you know what? The whistle wasn't blown. Play right. to the whistle. God, right. like, especially like, like again, you know, like I said earlier, like. Moral victories are fantastic, but you know what's better? Two points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two points are better than moral victories, and you can't get two points when you're standing still for, like, what felt like an eternity. When you're down by a goal, trying to, you know, trying to force overtime, it's just frustrating. And there's that mental sharpness, you know, that we we could talk about about having that adversity when you see your captain go down. Hmm, captain go down. Uh, where uh. Stop it. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Just correlation. My bad. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, it's that sharpness, you know, where, where this team was a little more sharp last season. And, and yes, they did have maybe a more deeper squad. But I think it's not even sharpness. It shows some desperation. Or Yeah. Or like we mentioned, you know, give a damn after the Detroit game. Yeah, it's it's desperation. I mean, you you you. This team needs to be desperate. This team needs to tooth and claw for everything that if it's gonna do, if it's going to turn this around, it's gonna have to do it like tooth and claw its way through. You can't have just laugh. You you need to be desperate. You can't play. You know, waiting for a whistle. You gotta play to the whistle and then bitch. <laughs> uh you you you're not wrong there. Uh, looking at the stats on tonight, Aaron Dell, 24 saves on 27 shots, 889 save percentage in that one. Uh, Jordan Bennington with 27 saves for a 931 save percentage on, on the evening there. Uh, it, interesting note, Mario Ferraro, let's let's not put the Italian hat on him again. He was a minus two tonight uh, for 12 <laughs> minutes. Uh, definitely saw a lot more of... Uh, of the big guys here, uh, Brendan Dillon with 22:41, Eric Carlson nearly 24 minutes, Eric uh, Brent Burns 25:40. Definitely got to see that. Um, nobody on the Shark squad, and they only had four guys taking faceoffs tonight, went beyond 50% uh, tonight. So tough stretch when you're when you're going f- uh, when you're fighting to uh, win the draw and getting keeping a puck possession game going. But uh, yeah. Uh, overall, 57% for the faceoffs in favor of the Blues. The Sharks did get that power play goal. They are on a roll with the power play. God. And uh, But overall, Kurt, I'll ask you for on the Blues' perspective, what, what were your takes on tonight? I thought that the Sharks got better as the game went on. I thought that uh, the Blues played a pretty typical Blues game, um, aside from the own goal um yeah i i I was it was it was fine i mean it wasn't anything i didn't find uh, 
I guess as far as uh, the Sharks fans go, did you? I, I didn't really see a lot of. Um, I'm trying to recall any really high danger scoring chances the Sharks had. Uh, too many, anyway, on Bennington. Yeah. I, I guess. I guess why I would say that I don't think they had enough. Uh, I guess if I was a Sharks fan, I would say that uh, they didn't. They didn't generate enough high danger scoring chances inside the blue zone. Uh, I, I can't recall. Bennington having to make uh, a ton of uh, uh, difficult saves. Um, I think uh, the Blues uh, kind of were opportunistic a couple times uh, on their chances. Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think they had a ton of great chances either. Um, they high just danger scored wise. on them. Yeah, I mean they had they they had and I got opportunistic on their chances. Um, so I, I mean I didn't think it was a bad game. I thought it was a pretty good game overall. Just I don't think anything. It was a it was a it was a good hockey game. I don't think yeah. it was. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I, I I was thinking about this during the game that uh, as it went on, I thought that the, the Sharks haven't had that many great scoring chances. Um, but I guess they got better as the game went on because they I mean they scored they, they scored a couple late, um, and uh, they made it interesting at the end. So it was it was it was it was a fine game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I I think that's pretty. I think it's a pretty fair observation. I I would agree with. Pretty much all of that. I thought that, um, I, I, you know, I agree. I, I thought that the Blues obviously they took advantage of what they were given, um, and and the Sharks did too to an extent. I mean, obviously uh, Ryan O'Reilly did us a solid, which was always nice because I love that dude. Now I love him even more. <laughs> but but I mean, they, they did. No, I think that I I would agree. I think the Sharks did get better as the game went on. It was maybe it was a little too little too late. Maybe you wanted to see a little more desperation at the end of the game there again but i'm not gonna beat that horse again so i mean yeah i i'd concur with that observation is the is the, is the faded background behind me is that the punishment for winning tonight is that what, what that's no, i don't you know that to yourself yeah i don't know what you did but that's uh, skype sometimes does that at all, all. The, yeah I, I, it's just i'm fine my face and body they're fine <laughs> but everything else all the all the blues the blues guard behind me is kind of blurred up. So it's yeah, kind of I know straight. that's I uh, that's know. a that's a Skype thing on your end, my friend. I yeah. promise okay. you. No, so we, it's a, yeah, yeah. We're I not trying. We're not trying to blur the Stanley Cup flag that's behind you. You yeah, know. No. Uh, I, I know you guys would never do that. As, <laughs> as painful as it is, so. Uh well, there's a lot to talk about in the last couple of days, so I guess it's time. And let's get at it. First and foremost, let's talk about the recent firing of Peter Laviolette in Nashville and uh, the, well, the surprising uh, announcement of uh, John Hines as head coach, perhaps. Yeah, of all the coaches that got fired this season, I didn't, my money would like, that was like the super, would have been like the super long shot bet for John Hines being the guy of all the coaches that have been fired so far to be the guy that gets the first job. Uh, well, I mean, I think uh, it's good to have Voldemort coaching again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, interesting one on that one. And uh... it's it's good to have look at it, it's it's good to have guys in high places that you roomed with in college. Is it a is oh. it a thing? I mean, I is it? I mean, is anybody that, else tired of the same coaches getting recycled over and over again? I mean, that's really a scary thought. It is. It's and the weird thing is, like for for me, like John Hines. I mean, he had the one. They had the one year where the Devils did make the playoffs. But really, other than that, like, I mean, what did he do? Yeah, I mean, uh, Toronto went off the. I mean, they went off the board. They as a highly regarded, you know, 
uh, minor league coach. But uh, but other than that, I mean, it's just it seems like the same guys get recycled. But 13 coaches were fired. I've been fired since uh, since uh, Barube uh, took the job for the Blues. So almost half the league. Jeez. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy because it's just it's weird because like it's not even like it's not even like good coaches getting recycled or quote unquote good coaches. Like it's like that's the the Heinz thing really surprised me because there's just other if you're if you're going to go the retread route, I think there's better coaches out there. But well, that's just my opinion. And, and we'll blame the Blues mainly because everybody thinks, oh, we just changed our coach and everything will turn around. It's a copycat league. <laughs> it is a copycat league. <laughs> Uh, well, John Hines was at the helm of the Nashville Predators tonight, and what a showing he had as his Predators lose 6-2 to the Boston Bruins. Pasternak got things going a minute and a half in uh, with his 32nd goal of the season. Uh, so not exactly a great start for him uh, and the Preds. Um, games in progress. Vegas has just scored to make it 3-1 in favor of the Penguins. Penguins score, th- uh, well, Three goals in the first 24 minutes of this game. Uh, And in Anaheim, the Ducks lead 2-1 on the Columbus Blue Jackets. That'll be the Sharks' next opponent. In the battle of seven-game winning streaks, uh, the Vancouver Canucks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, boy. Uh, Tampa Bay wins (laughs) 9-2. And in in another rare sighting, Louis Erickson got a goal tonight. Hey, there's something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in, and in other news where things won't help for the Sharks in the standings, Coyotes uh, beat the Panthers 5-2. to two. Taylor Hall uh, ends up getting the game-winning goal in that one. And the Coyotes keep rolling on. Sick uh, feed from Kessel. Uh, Islanders beat the Devils 4-3 in overtime. Anders Lee with the overtime winner in that one. P.K. Subban, his fifth of the season uh, in a losing cause. Capitals continue to roll 6-1 to one over the Ottawa Senators. Ovechkin with two goals. Oshie with two goals in that one. Uh, in Carolina, where they signed Justin Williams. Oh, gee, didn't see that coming. Uh, you know, uh, 5-4. <laughs> The Hurricanes do the storm surge over the Philadelphia Flyers in that one. Uh, in Co- in uh, New York tonight, Rangers win 5-3. to three, A nasty hit on former Shark Jonas Don Skoy. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, there better be some uh, some uh, Department of Player Safety uh, uh, calls coming. Otherwise, uh, Oh, I'm sure Cadre for- will get suspended for the fight after. Well, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Such a- well, that wouldn't surprise me at all at this rate, but will be interesting. But Igor, oh gosh, Shisterkin, Shisterkin, yes, I got it right eventually. Uh, Igor Shisterkin wins in his Shisturkin, NHL. I think. Say it again. I think it's Shisterkin. Shisterkin. Mm, yeah, I don't know. All right. He gets his first uh, career NHL win. There was some speculation, but we won't mention it. Hmm. Uh, Detroit continues to be on the roll now. They win four to three over the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens are on what is it a seven game losing streak now, and uh, that's starting to be a little scary. I, I saw a stat on on Twitter, and I don't know. I didn't double check it, but apparently twenty seven ish percent of the Red Wings points are against the Canadians. <laughs> 
You gotta feel bad for Canadians fans. I I do. I'm I mean, related really. to many of them. <laughs> their last their last championship was in ninety was it three three three, three? Yeah. the Los Angeles Kings in five games. In fact, that's Canada's last cup too. Yeah, that's got to be uh, like seem like an eternity for them. And Canada for that matter. <laughs> 20, 26, 26, 7 years, something like that? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Flames win 2 to 1. That doesn't help the Sharks uh, on that one. Uh, Lindholm gets both goals for Calgary in the second period in the winning cause. Uh, so that gets, yeah, you up, that gets you updated. Uh, a question from the chat from Anthony Sanchez Do the Sharks go with three A's or does somebody cough, cough, get the C? Thornton? You just. You just dolo days. You yeah. don't. You don't put a C on somebody. Yeah, and th- this is actually where the the four person alternate captain uh, system has kind of plays puts it in play. They're already ready to go, and they'll just put a A on somebody else's jersey for Thursday night. Um, a lot of people asking about Laviolette being good options. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> if Couture misses a couple of games, who gives Pavs his Rolex on Saturday? <laughs> Jumbo. I I hope it's Jumbo. Jumbo. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, you know. So with that, uh, that gets us caught up on everything. Uh, anything you? Well, I guess at this point, uh, this will close it out for right now. Uh. So, uh, Kurt, as always, thank you for uh, jumping over enemy lines and helping us out. Uh, your final thoughts, your, promote your uh, show, and where the people can find you. Uh, we do Let's Go Blues Radio, a weekly live show. We're doing a show tomorrow night, actually, live. Uh, usually around 9, 15 uh, p.m.-ish Central Time um, at LGB Radio on Twitter. Um, we do uh, we got the Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, just do a search. You'll find us. Let's go blues radio podcast is everywhere. That's uh, yeah. Google's a thing. So, uh, you can find us that way. Uh, no, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, the show is very similar to what you guys do. We've been doing this for, uh, sorry, season now. So we have a lot of fun with it and, um, yeah, we'll be talking about this game and other stuff too. And, uh, the original St. Louis blues hockey podcast, the original one, there's about 15 now and <laughs> we are in the same boat. There's <laughs> yeah. We think um, someone tweeted, and I think they're right that that there's probably more sharks podcasts than the sharks have wins at this point. Oh, oh that's. <laughs> that, I think it was that, Chris Edwards that tweeted that, yes. and I thought it was just amazing. And uh, you know that wasn't the case five years ago, so appreciate it. And Kurt, thank you as always. Really appreciate that. Uh, Ian, uh, oh boy, so uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. All right. Uh, I am at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter. I'm actually going to write something. I've, I have something written. It's going to come out tomorrow. Um, it is a series that I started called Selling the Sharks, where I'm going to basically go through the lineup and tell you what's nailed down, what isn't, what you might get for some guys. It should be a fun little series that I'm doing. It should be like a four-part series, and part one will come out tomorrow. Excellent. Be on the lookout. On Teal Town USA. Yeah, so, so check that on Teal Town USA. Don't forget Felix's hot, uh, hockey takes on tealtownusa.com is up there now along with the most recent episode of the Pucknologist. So if you've missed anything you don't want to watch this again, find us on uh, tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, 
Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. If there's one that we aren't on, please let us know. We want to make sure this always gets uh, exposed to each and every person we can possibly do. Uh, so with that, we'll close it out. Kurt, again, thank you. Ian, again, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we'll Thanks, be back Kurt. with you uh, following uh, the Sharks and the Blue Jackets. We'll be in stealth mode on Thursday night. So thank you for doing it with us. And until Thursday night, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Follow us on the and subscribe. We'll see you Thursday night.